Welcome to Sound and Vision, conversations with contemporary artists and musicians about the creative process. Here's the host of Sound and Vision, Brian Alfred. Sound and Vision is brought to you by Golden Artist Colors. Golden makes the best paints and pigments in acrylic, oil, and watercolor. You can find Golden in your local art store or online at goldenpaints.com. You can learn more about the employee-owned company there along with info on their products, their history of social responsibility, and more. Sound & Vision is also brought to you by Topo Designs, the official transport bag of Sound & Vision that makes sturdy bags that will hold your laptop, podcast, mics, and much more. Check them out at topodesigns.com. Based in Bushwick, Brooklyn, Jonathan Chaplin is a painter investigating digital aesthetics and exploring how technology impacts the way we mediate the world around us. He grew up in Waco, Texas and received a BFA from the Rhode Island School of Design and Painting. He currently has a solo exhibition, Material Memory, at the Hole Gallery in New York. He showed in group exhibitions at Canada Gallery in New York, Beers Gallery in London, and Anaruma in Naples. He's also recently collaborated with the Belgian-based Case Studio on an edition of Porcelain Sculptures. I talked to John about basement studios, video games, his current show at The Hole, and much more. Here's our conversation. Yeah, but my studio is in 1717. Oh, right. Um, so, you know, I've been there for like since 2013, 2014. It's a big building. It is. And actually, like, there's a, a good amount of artists there, but I don't even, you know, I don't even uh, see that many of them. Yeah. Everybody's kind of, like, closed off. Right. And I feel like that's kind of, like, the problem with a lot of these buildings is you don't have... A community yeah you just are kind of like isolated you just to go do your thing yeah exactly. that one's almost too big exactly you know because you don't, you don't know and then you're like wait you're in this building you know right it's well you're on the west wing you know yeah yeah, like, yeah, yeah exactly you oh you're the second floor it's like <laughs> and then everybody sees each other like once a year in uh the fourth of july like oh yeah like on every, the roof yeah on the roof you know <laughs> and then that's it you the know? old fourth of july roof get together mm-hmm <laughs> Well, that, exactly. yeah, that, um, that building has a lot of, I've done a couple of these from there. Yeah. It's cool. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. I wish I could remember who was. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm sure you've like, yeah, but actually it's like not, um, they're tall ceilings, but then it's like, you've got, you know, a fabricator and so everything, you just hear it all. Yeah. It's going on, you know, so you just have to kind of like do the podcast thing. Right. Um, I can't li- I used to be able to listen to NPR, but I just recently, I just, it's been so depressing. You can't oh, yeah. do any, of, I well, can't I've scaled, back. I've scaled back. Yeah. You have it's to. It's a bummer. <laughs> yeah, really. I've been doing, and it actually fairly recently I've been doing audiobooks, which I've yeah. always said I can't pay attention or yeah. I'll fall asleep, which yeah. is true. It makes me sleepy, Yeah, but I've been getting into it because it gives me the NPR feeling mm-hmm. of stimulating the mind in a certain way, but I'm not getting locked down with depression. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Or it's like very, you're like, you're, you're laser focused in one specific thing, Yeah, you know, yeah. and then you can like, I don't know, for me in working, I'm always 
about kind of like, you know, focusing on one task and and just really trying to like, okay, right now I'm just going to be color mixing, color mixing, yeah. color mixing. And then that leaves me to kind of like focus on my other half of my brain to just kind of like do the audio book or yeah. something like that. Um, so the kind of like tasks you can turn on the, yeah. the sort of thinking mind. Yeah. Well, like to me, painting is like such a, a bitch. It, you know, it, it never is easy <laughs> for me. Easy. It's, yeah, yeah. It, you know, and so it's like if I can like separate all the tasks out to, you know, it's like, okay, I'm going to be, you know, drawing or cutting these things out, masking. It's like I can focus on that yeah. or like, like I use a lot of like 3D renders, so I'll just focus on that to make the images, mm-hmm. you know, or like the color mixing is all, you know. So it's like if I can separate those different things out, then I can and I can kind of like make them work functionally, right? And, you know, um, to make the painting because I don't think I could do all those things in tandem right. at one time. Yeah, it's a lot to juggle. Yeah. But you composed the stuff before, right? Yeah, yeah, completely. So what I'll do is I'll essentially like do a bunch of drawings, like pre-drawings, cell phone photos, Photoshop collages, that type of thing. And then I import that into a 3D program Mm -hmm. where I start to kind of build the environment and the world. And then from that, then I can really dial in to figure out colors and like composition and, and that in that way so it's like i kind of have these different levels to building the image and then it resolves itself actually on the panel yeah you know so so the little changes along the way yeah 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 or you know it's like one thing it'll be like oh this isn't quite working i'm gonna actually go back into the 3d renderer Mm -hmm. rework this portion and then i can like then go back into the painting so it's like this kind of like working process working through it and and building it both digitally and physically and i like that kind of juxtaposition right you know because it's two different for me it's two different logic systems yeah in a in a way it's Um, funny because people who don't work that way who work more organically or improv yeah it there's always this fascination to like so wait you like you like map it all out first and then you just and there's this feeling that you're just executing something and there's right. no emotion or feeling in that at all. Right, 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 right. But, you know, I, I it, in, in a way, it's just like order of operations. Yeah. It's literally the same thing. It's just you're doing it like in a different order or you're doing it. Yeah, and I, like for me, I've tried to make kind of more improvisational moves, but I just can't work that way. Yeah. Like for me, it's just not how I function. Right. Well, it's like in screen printing, you work in a system of layers and, you know, but people feel like that's a traditional, more old school, you know, sort of way of making work and they don't question that. But if it's, if the digital at all comes into play, they're like, wait, so this is a robot? Yeah, 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 (laughs) exactly. There's kind of like a distrust to the medium in in some ways. And, you know, I guess maybe it's like... Yeah, I've thought about how do you, how can I like present my renders or the 3D models that I have? Is there a validity and like um, making them like, how could you make those art objects yeah. or like, is there a functioning way 
to present them. I, I don't know that yet. I don't think that that's like, it's a hard thing to kind of ask. You know, there's like VR, you could do different things, but, um, you know, it's, it's it seems tough. like it could be, well, there's something interesting about bringing it out of, of the environment that it's alluding to pictorially. Yeah, yeah. So because, especially the way you did the install at your current show. Right. You're kind of creating that VR landscape that you walk into visually in a way. You know what I mean? Like you're in this other world when right, you walk right, in. Right, right, it's right, not right. just paintings on the wall of other worlds. Yeah. You're walking into that world. Mm-hmm. So if you did a VR version of it, I guess it would just be another layer. Right. Yeah, exactly. And I don't think that it's like for me right now, the hang up is like if you're doing the VR thing, then you're kind of almost screaming VR. Right. And then so you can't get beyond that to the actual thing that you're trying to talk about. Yeah. You know, so that way it doesn't work for me. Right. You know, um, and I think that, yeah, for this for this current show, the install is kind of a way of talking about it without having that. Yeah. You know, that's um, why the sculptures are cool, too, because they create a physical space for it mm-hmm. but it's not simulated right yeah and and then i like that kind of imperfection or that physicality of the sculpture that kind of like you know aesthetically it looks digital but then it also can have this like physical tangibility yeah and then also you can move around it and look through it to a painting and then see the same sculpture in a painting and then kind of like question those decisions yeah um and then also you know in terms of like painting as paint too or like seeing the imperfections in the tape lines and that type of thing it's like there's There's hand there there's hand even though it's like kind of emulating this digital non-hand right so yeah um, so that's a very specific aesthetic that you came to over a long amount of time yeah yeah. So, and then there's the relationship to the origins of that kind of, of some of the, well, I guess there's a, a dual aesthetic relationship that the computer programs that you're using, mm-hmm. the actual programs, and then the aesthetic of computers, which has a long history, right? Yeah. And it, so where did you come to it? Well, let's go back to where you, like, the origins. Right, right, So right. you grew up in the South, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, like, were you always a drawer or an artist? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like, four-year-old, you know, right. crayons, the whole thing, you know. Um, yeah, no, I think it's, it's for me, I was kind of, like, in this kind of air-conditioned nightmare, you know, suburbia, <laughs> yeah. you know, thing where it's too hot to go out, so you kind of just stay inside and, and draw. Yeah. And, you know, I also, like, really got into computers, like, building computers as a kid, and, um, and like... What was your first computer? Uh, it was, like, well, I would always, like... My mom was a graphic designer, so I'd use, oh, like, you her power PC back yeah, yeah. or, you know... And but then my first computer was like a AMD K6. It's like kind of I don't know, like Is late nineties, a- like nineteen ninety eight, nineteen ninety nine, um, and like PC, I, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And then so because I was I got really into video games and like wanted to kind of get the coolest computer. And yeah. at that point, you were like throwing video cards in there to make it faster right, right. and that type of thing. 
And then from there, I kind of like started learning Maya and that type of um, like those different programs. Wait, how old were you when you started learning that? Um, I don't know, like, um, like 13, 14, Jeez. you know, <laughs> yeah, I just, but it was like, you know, it's right at, right around the time that like the internet's coming up, yeah. you know, and so there's like starting to be tutorials and like. You know, torrenting was big, so you yeah. could like get free. Oh, it was the Wild every- West. Yeah, exactly. You could get anything. Remember um, Audio Galaxy? Uh, yeah, like good yeah. times. And yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you know, you could do all that, and that's when I kind of like started really, you know, forming these ideas about um, these digital aesthetics, and you know, it's like video games were so you know low poly, low res. Yeah. That you know those aesthetics kind of stuck with me and I always I've always been kind of drawn to that. Right. Um but and, this is past eight bit though, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. This is like Nintendo sixty four. See I'm so interested in because I'm when I teach I have students who grew up and in eight bit that yeah. kind of retro aesthetic is out there. Yeah. But they don't have the original history history of that. it. And yeah, it's such a yeah, recent yeah, yeah fast exploding history that it's kind of really interesting as a visual history in the last 20 or 30 years right oh yeah yeah completely i mean even that jump you know i think you know i was playing like sega genesis and super nintendo too you know but um yeah but for me it was like really when the 3d models yeah. like came about that's like oh i can exist in this world right but for you i think probably your tar the target age uh, group when you were a kid you know it's like you were probably living fully in that 2d environment oh yeah, right? yeah. i yeah. mean sadly <laughs> i remember getting pong yeah yeah oh whoa. okay <laughs> there, there you go you know i so. mean it was atari what was it 2600 yeah, or whatever. yeah, 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 yeah. I, I grew up with that stuff wow. So, and you know, the development of those games was so slow. Yeah. Whereas I think as time moves on that, um, not like not only the graphics, but now of course the content and the way it interacts with like, you know, the rest of the world socially over the internet as it speeds up so quickly. Yeah. It's ramped up. But then there's also this kind of like uncanny Valley effect too, where it's like from the point in which, you know, like through the 90s and like mid 2000s there was like it seemed like it sped up really and then it's kind of like hit this this point in which it looks better and better but you still know that it's fake yeah you know like Fortnite. Mm-hmm. like it looks really good yeah but it's not that that video game i don't know the example where they're trying to make it hyper realistic yeah yeah like yeah. some of those final fantasies that just look bizarre because mm-hmm. it's it's too real. It's too real. Or yeah. Something. Yeah. And so I feel like it's almost for me and getting back into painting, I like this kind of sweet spot of like you're stripping away almost everything. Yeah. You know, but the kind of bare bones of this descriptor world that I'm making yeah. for myself. And then also it's like kind of a recording of a certain aesthetic at a certain time right. too. And you're injecting art history into it too. Sure. Yeah, of course. I mean, which you, is a whole other, like throwing that in a blender. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. I saw, you know, I see a Magritte in mm-hmm. one and, you know, looks like Manet or, you know, there's, yeah. there's things going on there that are taking it back too. So. Yeah. Yeah. No. And of, of course, and I think that it's, it's interesting because now, you know, we're in a world in which we're looking at these kind of, 
2D images constantly or we're even perceiving the world completely in a 2D reality, you know, right. looking at our phones, you know, half the day or yeah. the screen half the day. Probably more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you know. Um, and so the perception of of depth or of anything is completely, you know, gone for half your day. And yeah. Um, or even like the idea of like looking at a painting, you know, this tangible physical thing is a 2D thing, you know. Yeah. Um, and that's how you see most shows. You know, that's how you see a lot of what you're going to see, um, you know, I think is, you know, interesting to talk about in kind of painting. Yeah. You know, the the rub of that is that people will look at a paintings for an average of like 2.9 seconds. Mm, They'll look yeah. at their phone for an average of like half it's, their life. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. You know, it's that, that kind of scroll swipe thing, yeah. you know, that you're not going to, you're going to like look at it. You're like, oh, cool. That's cool. But then, you know, and and maybe maybe like as a painter as an image creator then is our task to try to kind of like hold attention for longer than those two seconds yeah. you know is right. that is that what we've become or maybe potentially devolved into right. it's like trying to um yeah i don't know um but i think that it's an interesting problem and how do we respond to that? Yeah. yeah, definitely. So when you're growing up and you're getting really into these video games, mm-hmm. and are you, does that impede on you socially at all? Are you kind of like, I mean, the air conditioned, like hiding inside and gaming? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think that it's, yeah, I, I think that also, uh, yeah. And I moved from like Georgia to Texas, uh, mm-hmm. like. Parents work? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And so, like, you know, in Texas is kind of like a very, you know, you're going to do sports and you're that those are expectations right. you ha- like are supposed to do. And that just wasn't going to happen yeah. <laughs> for me. Right. So it even like, I think, propelled me even further, right. you know, to kind of like step away. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think that that probably also plays into, you know, it's like building, you know, like creating your own world if you can't exist in the one that you are yeah. you know you're not comfortable in that one. the imaginary escape sure in a sure way. yeah yeah what yeah. about music were you into music no i mean that's and it's unfortunate really especially in texas you know you you could listen listen to like metallica and pantera yeah. you know and that or country you know that was that that was it <laughs> your options yeah 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 exactly so there wasn't there wasn't much unfortunately yeah. and I, I wish i really wish that kind of that i had that because i know fr- i have friends that like are really like music is you know super important to yeah what they do and, well a lot of your like thinking about those uh video game progressions there's yeah. a lot of electronic music progressions yeah that, yeah, that yeah yeah are parallel to that exactly. you know yeah, yeah, no, and I've I've started to kind of like you know on SoundCloud like dip into that a little bit, but I don't you know I don't really, I mean I kind of see it in like in in a periphery yeah. way, you know I don't it's like really, a separate plane exactly, yeah. you know, and I don't pretend to know too much about it either. Yeah, so, yeah, unfortunately, but yeah, I don't know. 
So did you, you decided to go to art school though? Yeah. Oh, wait, it yeah. seemed like your path was paved. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's exactly. not Friday Night Lights no, football no, career in it Texas. It wasn't. No, it wasn't that. Um, Were your parents supportive of that? Yeah, yeah. They, be creative. they kind of like, you know, this, this guy is going to do what he's going to do. <laughs> you know, they, they do you have brothers do. and sisters? I have a brother. Yeah. Yeah. And um, yeah, I mean, honestly, he could have, like, he, he's younger than me and... You know, he kind of like did the art thing too for a little bit and probably could have just been, but for him, I think it was also, he wanted his own identity. It's always like with siblings, you know, you you can do it or you don't, but, um, yeah, so he's, he's doing his thing down in Texas. Yeah. So, um, that's cool. So how was art school? Uh, it was great. I mean, honestly, it was like the first time, like it's always, you found your ilk. Exactly. You know, it's (laughs) the first time where you could have like a conversation with somebody that, um, and, and Providence was good too. I went to RISD and going from a small town in Texas mm-hmm. to kind of, uh, Providence is still pretty small, you know, it's manageable. It's manageable. It's not know? like, you know, but SVA or something. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. What the hell? <laughs> yeah. No, I would have, it would have been so, you know, like if I had gone to school in New York, I, it would, be terrible i think yeah, i feel the same way yeah like I, I think i would have just been overwhelmed yeah, yeah 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 i mean it's still overwhelming i've been here for you know since 2010 yeah you know, it's well a, it's a great place to do what you did in texas yeah just like close yourself in the studio and because you know all exactly. that stuff's going on yeah you can spend your whole life doing all that or you could just be like okay yeah it's nice that it's out there i'll yeah. just work on my work yeah 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 exactly <laughs> you know and yeah, and it's it's manageable, and it was the first time, like in Providence, it was the first time to kind of like uh, step out of this kind of like southern regional thing yeah. culture that's going on there, and you know, expand kind of where what you know right into a deep pool of new england creative like you <laughs> yeah. know wild exactly you know yeah yeah like fort thunder was kind of like that was like right at the end of it yeah you know it had kind of like closed a couple years before but there was like still that energy like was is definitely there yeah you know uh which was which is awesome to kind of see and that kind of like you know and then we you know take day trips down to new york and that and so it's your own foot in the water a little bit. Yeah, it's um, not far. The yeah, 95 yeah. corridor feels like pretty connected in a way. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, like a lot of people move to Philly too, but I don't know. I it's think, a good sister city to Providence, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. That kind of, I I didn't do it. I, I was thinking about it, but I ended up just, I was like, well, if I'm probably end up in... New York anyway, why not just go for it? Yeah. So, um, well, you made the right choice. <laughs> yeah, I, I like to think. I yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, so I mean, I haven't, I haven't left Bushwick really since, you know, 2010. Yeah. So, um, yeah. It's so, been, it's been cool. So when you came down, like doing some working with, for other artists, was that a good experience? Yeah. 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 Um, I mean, it sucked at first, you know, cause it's like right at the, end of the recession you yeah. know there's nothing you know you see all these like half-built apartment complexes right. you know you like don't have any job experience so you know you just get whatever you could like my first job was was doing construction like, yeah like demoing apartments i mean 
it was kind of great actually like, yeah. to be able to you know uh, i don't know i feel like i could like put up sheet uh, like sheet rock and do oh it, yeah you, you learn know? the basics yeah, yeah 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 basically so um yeah but like working for artists you know you kind of like find your way and um and i think it's like crucial to really work for artists that's the only way that i like really learned how to be one i feel like yeah you get to know the studio process yeah 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 like way more i mean just surrounding yourselves and kind of seeing what decisions are being made or like what you know they're doing not even like in terms of a studio but even kind of like how to deal with like a gallery or like how to you know anything like from a studio visit like whatever it is you know art handling like shipping sure, stuff sure sure preparing exactly. things yeah it's yeah good good education in a way of like the real the real yeah, the art world stuff yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. the stuff you don't learn in school yeah 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 no and it, i think that that's kind of like the frustrating thing it's like why didn't i know like half this but you know i i know it's like there's only a finite amount of time that school really has well i think us. they and also they feel like they don't want to taint education mm-hmm. with like the nuts and bolts of like the business side of things they just yeah. want to focus on the artwork yeah yeah of course yeah you can learn that the hard way when you get out right 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 yeah exactly yeah no so i think it was you know i i worked uh one of like my long time jobs was working for jewels to Ballancourt, and mm-hmm. that was like pretty crucial for me yeah um you know he was he's a great guy great artist well that's a big thing too because a lot of people i mean between me and you no one's listening (laughs) um people work for artists who are not cool at all oh yeah yeah yeah. which i guess in a way could be good because you could learn the pitfalls or what not to do yep but yeah a lot of people who do that come out of it and like man this sucks yeah 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 (laughs) yeah and then you're just like burned and you don't feel like you want to do any of it right you know um yeah no i think i was like really lucky there's a couple people that really um that i learned from that really kind of like i saw and and not all of it was easy of course yeah but um you know it's like there's a certain amount of like um uh, kind of passing on the torch in a, in a weird way. Right. Um, you know, of course, you know, you're doing, you know, you're going to be sanding all day or, you know, gessoing all day or right. doing something like, but it's, it's kind of exciting, uh, to kind of like, you know, um, be a part of that and then kind of realize that you can do that. Yeah. You're getting those skills. Yeah. Yeah, right. exactly. You know, you're being paid to do something, you know, that, ultimately hopefully you'll end up doing yourself right you know yeah so um so yeah that was great and like i actually a lot of stuff that i was doing there was like color mixing and um and masking off stuff which i'm doing now you know i feel like um it's just kind of like uh you're you're i always try to think about it as like you're constantly learning so what can you take from those specific things right you know yeah that's that's really what it's all about uh, for me, you know, whether that be like the digital, like, oh, I was playing on a computer, you know, 10 years ago, and now I can take that into my work, you know, or like I was 
you know, masking something off or gessoing something or learning how to build a panel. Yeah. You know, and now I can take that in and, right. and put it in my work. It's all like a toolbox that you're sticking that stuff in. Yeah. For and, your own stuff. Yeah. And you're like throwing stuff away and, and you know, pulling stuff out. And yeah. like, you know, I think it's it's fluid. It's organic in that way. Right. You know? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So when did you... So you're working, you're doing the day jobs to pay the bills and stuff. When did you get your first studio? Did it take Um, you a while to find your spot? Yeah, I mean, I had a couple spots and then I would lose them, you know, for one reason or another financially. Well, you came in at a hard time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, it was, it was, it was a tough one, you know, but then you kind of like, okay, I have like 150 bucks can I have a space for hundred? No, but <laughs> you know, no. but you really can't. And then, and then, you know, it's like the next year. Okay. I have this amount of money right. and I can get a basement spot. Sweet. Yeah. You know? right, right. And yeah. And it was like, so one of my first studios was, uh, I got a basement spot, um, on right in Williamsburg on like Kent. Yeah, down by the water. Mm-hmm. Yep, down by the water, right by that park. I forgot that park. Bushwickly Inlet Park. Yep, yep, yep. And and um <laughs> and then Sandy happened. Yeah. And I was like about twenty feet from just being completely, you know, oh, like man. Yeah, yeah. How far did it go up? To White? Yeah, it no, it didn't quite go didn't up, go. Um, but it was it was close. Like you saw where the water line was, yeah, and it was like you know, like a couple buildings down from like my basement, you yeah, know, which would have just ta- you know, it would have been done. Yeah, that whole field and park was underwater. Yeah, 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 exactly. Note to self. Don't get a studio right next to the water yes, ever, ever, <laughs> especially in a basement. Right. Yeah. yeah that's true. Yeah. You weren't on the eighth floor. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's like, I remember putting stuff up on the tables and being like, this, this is not going to work. That's not it's enough. Not, yeah. 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 <laughs> exactly. So, uh, yeah. So that kind of freaked me out. Um, did you move out of there right away? Yeah, pretty soon after. Um, and then, yeah, I ultimately got the 1717 space and that was kind of like where I've been. You you kind of like find the one good one Mm -hmm. after a whole bunch of bad ones. You kind of like, you know, really burrow in. Right. Stick with this one for a while until they sell the building and then it's like, it's done. Yeah. It's going to be eight thousand a month. Yes, like, right, it's yeah, time yeah. to trailblaze again. Yep, exactly. <laughs> and I, you know, it's like there, it's like less and less spaces. Yeah. You know, it's kind of going quick. Um, you know, I haven't looked in a while, but um, it's it's kind of scary. But yeah, you know. oh, well, apparently there's a Bermuda Triangle in Deep Brooklyn, oh, somewhere yeah. in East New York or something. Oh, where nice. You, you might be able to find something for uh, under me. twenty thousand a month. <laughs> right, 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 right. right. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that is daunting. And yeah. Especially for like, you know, you talk about every artist, if they decide to come to whether it's New York, LA, what, wherever you're going, Berlin, yep. you're coming in at a moment. Yep. That could be the market's going well, that yep. could be real estate's low, whatever it is, yep. real estate's high. And now's like a tough moment because right. the economy isn't that great right. for anyone other than, you know, yeah. those people. Yep. And then the rents are just, it just doesn't stop. 
It's not gonna, you know. So then students will say, "Well, how do I go get a studio in a city and a job?" And I'm like, "I, yeah, you, you don't." Or you know, and I, I think that it's an interesting. It's like you could do it a couple different ways, and I've seen people do. You know, you, you know, you go to the city and you kind of stick it out and you try to evolve your work, right? And mm-hmm. or you know, you do the grad school thing. I didn't do the grad school thing. But yeah. Like, um, you know, and then just kind of hope that, you know, you have enough traction right after you graduate right. and then, you know, and sometimes that happens. A lot of times it doesn't, it's a gamble. Then you, you know? got the student loan and then you got the th- dark student. cloud. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, um, at least for me, it was like, Oh, you know, I could pay student loan or I could have a studio, right. you know, um, and kind of you know, work for other artists and kind of learn it that way. I feel like that was my route. Um, or, you know, you could live out of the city and just like really be super active about the people that you know yeah. uh, and just like always be. And I feel like that's a more and more valid thing, you know, with social media and stuff, but also, you know, residencies and that type of thing. Too. Yeah. Um, that's a, a really good way i think to there's no to, one set way yeah i mean you basically just have to be really driven maybe yeah, if yeah, you yeah, move yeah. to new york and you have a studio close by right. maybe that makes it easier if you're not a real heavy go-getter yeah you know what i mean and like yeah. pushing and all the time and working it or whatever yeah, but, yeah yeah but yeah you can do there's no one set way to do it yeah but there's no easy way to do it no there's no easy way to do it but I don't know. It's I think that no matter what, the payoff is going to be just making good work yeah. and like trying to make good work. Right. You know. Whatever. Yeah, I think those who are motivated, they find a way. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're yeah, you're going to like I feel like the good thing about New York is you know you're going to be punched in the face constantly yeah. and you just get numb real quick right. you know <laughs> yeah you get used to it yeah exactly. like all right this is the new normal right exactly. <laughs> exactly. exactly and you see it too because i'm sure you know like the people you go to school with yeah like you'll see people move and there's a group or there's a certain amount of people and sure. then certain people just disappear right right and it's right. like it's not like it's a bad thing or they're, they're just weak or something it's just it's not meant for like right. they're going to be happier outside the city not doing this insane like hustle you know right like, yeah, or maybe, you know, they were like, okay, the art world, I can make work outside of the art world, yeah. you know, or right. like whatever that is, or whatever, like one of my, you know, best friends, he, you know, for the most part, right now, he's like making and doing production for film, yeah. you know, and he has that outlet where he can be creative. And it's actually, for him, it's collaborative right. as well, which he really, I think, needed. Yeah, yeah. You know, and so it's like, for him, that's awesome. And right. I think that's just as good, yeah. you know. Or, I think people find their natural way. Exactly. It's like, if you're the type of artist that's like, I really want to like show my work in New York and I want to be the, then you, they'll find a way to make it happen. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, 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 yeah. So what, what in the early days of the studio, mm-hmm. I mean, I've seen some earlier images of your work. Yeah. But it's it's different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's uh, similarities in in a way, but like I think the overall structural feel and and you know it's it's different. So how did that? How did your work kind of migrate from grad or not grad from uh, RISD? Yeah. Into like what you're doing now. Yeah. So like I think that it's I always had the kind of like 
I've always been image driven. For me, it's always been about that. Like yeah. I've I've kind of always known that no matter you know if I was I was making some like you know really Gustiny Mark you mm-hmm. know work in undergrad, but it was all based on figurative work, and so I think that it was always going to be about that and um then it was really just kind of building a vocabulary around what i wanted to talk about and a lot of it has been kind of this domestic space and like um kind of thinking about memory too uh and uh, that kind of like comfort discomfort um but you know then it's really about um building vocabularies you know learning really learning you know going from like photoshop to like those digital tools and those digital tools can be just as like important to me as like like learning you know technical um you know um parts of the painting right you know yeah um so you know it's it's kind of like that stair step building up of those different things that you want to talk about uh, and then how do you kind of like congeal that? And, you know, it's I'm always kind of like trying to reevaluate that. Um, like for a while I was like, oh, you know, it would be really cool if I had gotten like basically everything, um, you know, um, vinyl cut instead of like by hand right. and mask it out that yeah. way. And then maybe it could talk about the computer more. You know, it's like, so it's different tools like that that can like create the image, you know, in different ways. So you're kind of like trying to reevaluate how to create the same image. And then because you're reevaluating, then the image changes. Yeah. And the process is so linked to the conceptual side of how you want the work to be seen and interpreted in relation to those images too. So it's this equation, it's like a balance yeah right yeah yeah and then you know of course there's failures in that too maybe you tip it too far to one side or too far to the other and i like that kind of like you know navigating through those weeds right you know? yeah um oh yeah i'm great at failing yeah <laughs> exactly exactly <laughs> Pushing things in the wrong direction yeah <laughs> no the kind of the most exciting thing is to like unroll a canvas from like five years ago and being like, Oh, I was thinking about this. And right. then that became this, you know, I think that that's really exciting. Um, yeah. and, and then, or maybe you've thrown something away, you know, a concept away or like a, th- a thing away. And then you realize actually this was like exactly what I need right now. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah. I've been, I, you know, it's funny cause I've been doing it long enough now that I'm seeing in the same way that like, Minecraft, like my kid plays Minecraft sure. or things like that. And I'm yeah. like, oh, yeah, that looks really familiar. Yeah, 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 like, yeah. I know where that's from. Yeah. And in my own work of like revisiting or seeing older images and being like, oh, yeah, I was kind of thinking of that. But it's it's in such a different light when you look at it. I'm sure the musicians do that all the time where they listen to early records and like, oh, I was tapping into something there that I don't think I took in the direction of where the work is now, but it might be interesting to kind of like think about how those can be fused together or reinvestigated. You know what I mean? It's like, it's kind of like looking back at maybe failures or successes and like, how can you, how do you see it differently down the line? Right, right, right. Exactly. Yeah. And, and it's, you know, yeah, 
yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's just part of the process. Yeah, I I think. yeah. It's, it's never figure outable. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which it would suck if it if you could figure it out because then well then the magic then it dies. would be done. Yeah. You know, like I think that's you know if you're if you're making the same image over and over again and it doesn't like or the same work over and over again and it doesn't like progress then it's like I don't know like for me I always need or I would get bored with that. Yeah, you know. Um, yeah so so when did you um start working on the show that's up now how long did that take you <laughs> uh way not enough time uh, <laughs> <laughs> like i produced that work in about three and a half months yeah um and so that was that's a short amount of time yeah yeah i was i was like You're burning going, the midnight oil uh-huh, yes for sure a hundred percent um yeah it was it was like definitely a a process i kind of knew what i was gonna do i had like you know some concepts and and what's good about it is you know you can be painting something but then also like at night then i would work on the 3d models yeah so i already kind of like knew two or three steps ahead and then i also have gotten to the point where i know how long they're gonna take too Mm -hmm. approximately so I can like keep a schedule um, on like, okay, this is going to take two weeks at like, you know, 10 hours a day, yeah. you know. And, you can budget out the time. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I, I think that that's actually something it's like working for somebody, you know, if you've got a day job, yeah, you're, you, you know, you're working like, you know, your day job and then you go to studio and you have like three hours. What can I do in those three right. hours? You know, this is my window. This is what am window. I getting done? Yeah. yeah. And um, and then from there, you've got like those three hours through the course of the week. And then you can, you know, work on the weekend. Right. And um, and then so you can kind of project out how long a painting is going to take. Yeah. You know, um, so that was crucial for me, a learning in terms of production like when then you know i'm working for myself now yeah um and now i can have the full amount of time you know but right. then i already have that innately baked in to how i work um so then it becomes like a lot easier to kind of like organize what i need to do and yeah i think that was a really that's uh, a real good uh, kind of advertisement for working in someone else's studio yeah. because a lot of times you just hear like, oh, it sucks because, uh, you know, I'm going and working on someone else's stuff all day. And when I get home, I have no energy to do my own thing. Right. But actually, you can learn a lot about managing your time. And those are things you don't like when I first moved to the city, I worked in doing windows. Right. I learned some stuff sure. like I did production stuff. So I learned how to like use tools. I'd work on the deadline or whatever. But it, it's, it's different. Yep. Yeah. I learned some skills and management, but not to the studio specifically, which is a different thing. That's a whole other thing. And then also it's like, you know, too, like painting's an emotional thing too. So you can't really budget time that way sometimes too. Right. It's hard to kind of like be like, okay, you know, and and I think that that's also another thing where, you know, if you can strip away those different things or separate, you know, the, for me the 3d stuff and then the painting stuff and um then it almost becomes easier to kind of like uh 
you know, some of it's work and some of it's play, right. you know, and I then, totally get that because I do, I do animation. Uh-huh, so uh-huh. I budget like painting time is different than work on paper time is different than an animating time. Yes, yes, yes. yes and yes. not only do I understand the flow because they have different flows, which is really important for right. me to change gears right. in the studio. Right. Cause if it was just painting all the time, I think it'd go bonkers yeah. and it would just be this one slog right. where I can change gears and it's like when I get sick of one, then I'm like, okay, now I'm going to, you know, knock it back into like, we're looking at a screen every day for a couple hours. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. gear. Exactly. But in a way it's good because you, you have this understanding of how the differences between them, you know, budgets your time and like, you know, how to organize your studio that way. Right. Exactly. It's kind of a gift to be able to, cause I mean, a lot of people just, just paint or just right, sculpt. Right. right. And exactly. That's it. And that, yeah. And I think, I, I don't know. I think that, for me, like I need that separation. It, uh, I was explaining it to somebody. Like painting for me is like um, dealing with my parents' divorce. You can like deal with one parent at a time, but mm-hmm. you can't deal with them together. <laughs> and that's yeah. that's how it is for me. I think so. I break it into the segments. And yeah, kind of work on yeah. it that way. Yeah, exactly. The color is so that color. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Like it has a real specific vibe to it. Mm-hmm. And in seeing your earlier work, like you've definitely gone into this color. Yeah. It almost feels like the more comfortable you got with the way that you were developing these kind of digitally influenced visually images, like the color was going with it too. Because mm-hmm. that's kind of a specific, not just the colors themselves, but the way that you're organizing them to create light. Right. And in the way that they're sort of vibrating and in the color relationships. Right, right. They're very a vibe. Mm -hmm. And was that something that you were purposeful that came through time and working through it? How did that happen? Yeah, I mean, for me, you know, I, as a kid, I was always a drawer. I was never a painter. You know, there's some kids that are painters and some kids are, I was a drawer. And, like so, I was never good, never good at color. I'm just not, not great. And um, you know, it was in school. Like uh, a professor was talking about how de Kooning used color, where he'd have kind of a cool palette and a warm palette. Yeah. And so that that was like a, a big crucial thing. But then when I started working in the 3D program, you can actually um, really dial in what kind of light situations are going on it's like you have the warm versus the cool but yeah. then also you could control like what kind of shadow gets a cool and what uh, like if it's going to be a cool shadow or warm shadow and then the intersecting so i can anticipate then based on local color of the objects mm-hmm. and then also the kind of like cool warm of the uh lights what the objects are going to kind of exist as. Yeah. And then because I've already have a pretty good familiarity with the objects and the 3D setup, then I can, you know, bounce off that when actually painting from that. I already kind of like remember what, where each light is. And so I can kind of like use that. So I know what the local color is of an object and how to deviate from yeah. that. Yeah. Um, and and so it's it's kind of like originally it's almost like you use 
I was like trying like using all these like really bright colors and and really trying to essentially you know like sell this kind of digital aesthetic but I realized you don't even really need to it can actually exist more in um, in more of a, a natural way and it's still talk about these um, like this three-dimensionality and this uh, like 3d rendering yeah um, you know it works that way because it's it's to me it's obvious that it's like simulacra even without the digital element because the way it's lit looks like stage light or it looks right. like lighting that's placed in specific areas that's not natural right 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 like it's it's or it's man influenced yeah, it's contrived it's not the sun yeah 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 exactly. we either have sunlight or it's man light right and it's <laughs> yeah and for me it's almost like these things then become stages or you know um like set design yeah in, in a way and like i like that uh and then and then that also kind of plays into how does the figure are are the figures objects are the figures like actors you know and i like that kind of um that kind of level of resolve like you don't quite as a viewer know yeah um it's like where what is this yeah yeah exactly um yeah it, it, like is that like a hand or is that just a sculpture of a hand yeah it's yeah because it's so uh built in a right, way it right. really is sculptural that's what's cool about seeing the sculptures too in that realm right because like oh there it is in three-dimensional space but it's still that flat two-dimensional image in a way you know right. it kind of plays with your expectation of of um space and form now have you done vr stuff or ar stuff um so with the program that i'm using it doesn't really work so i'm having to relearn other programs in order to do that mm -hmm. and um like there's unity and um there's also like uh an unreal engine which is like a video game engine mm -hmm. um and you can kind of import models into that so i've like been playing around with that but um you know for right now creating the image i think it's i'm the most comfortable in cinema 4d that's the one i use mm -hmm. uh and so you know for me it's all about kind of like ease of use in some ways um yeah you know a familiarity so, um, yeah, so I think eventually I really do want to get into that in some way. Um, but, you know, it's like also how, again, like how do you, you know, um, make it conceptually something valid? Yeah. You know? And it's really interesting, too, because, I mean, this painting, did, uh, people can't see it, obviously, but um, this interior, like, you'll you'll put images of artworks in it right and right. then also there's abstracted things that look i mean this could be you know there could be a calder in there there could mm. be um like it looks like a like patrick caulfield uh -huh, like in a way uh -huh, like uh -huh. that kind of compressed color in a in a interior right and um but there's so many nods to different things that are outside the digital world right explicitly you know yeah, what i mean yeah. which feels like you're kind of purposefully creating a space that may be more mental right like memories you know fabric like it's it's this yeah. amalgam of all these different spaces and times and images that you've seen i would guess right yeah exactly so like i was looking a lot at kind of like these cabinet of curiosity paintings yeah. these kind of like 
rich collectors, you know, that would like want to show off their collection and commission a painting of it, right, you know, right. like that type of thing. And I saw them more as like almost like a desktop, like a cluttered mm-hmm. desktop of yeah. like all my like saved JPEGs and stuff or right. screenshots. And I kind of like that idea of like being able to just throw all these different ideas into one image and having them exist, whether they have some form of logic or or maybe I'm just aesthetically drawn to certain things, you know, but how those different histories kind of combined or um, create conflict with one another or, you know, congeal to make the image, um, you know. Yeah. So. It's, um, yeah, it has a very, and the other thing I was thinking about when I was looking at these too, because I've been thinking about this a lot recently, because in, at school I was like mentioning in class this, the phenomenon of vaporwave. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. I mean, is that something that you came to, as it, obviously you know about it. Yeah, yeah. And I I listen, you know, to a lot of that. So you're, you're into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On kind of like a very just aesthetic level. I don't know the history, like of where it really came from. Yeah. Um, but like you know, I I mean huh? yeah yeah yeah. These images sure. are so like <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. They're great. Resonate. Yeah. You know. Um. Yeah. There's something to be said for that, or kind of like I was looking a lot at these like old. There's like this YouTube um, channel of just this guy that walks around dying in dead malls. Uh-huh. Um. And, <laughs> you know, and then like plays vaporwave to like, yeah yeah him like walking around and talk. And yeah, and there's something about this kind of like nostalgic, the sad quality that um, that you kind of, that that is being um, kind of packaged up in a in a way, you know. Um, with yeah, the, the color and the saturation of it. Right. But the the interesting thing about these two, I think, or the vaporwave aesthetic, is that it's it's anonymity through specificity because sure. the songs that they use are like old R&B songs that are just slowed down. Right, 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 it, right. It, a lot it. of it's not being made. Yeah. It's and then just throwing re- some Japanese disco over like, top and words in, in katakana over top of the image. Right. And it's a pastiche of like these things. And then if you ever try to look at any of the artists who are doing it, you can't really find anything who about the, it. Like there's who's no doing identity. It. Right. It's, it's kind of like actually just, it, th- that's part of it is that they don't really exist which yet. mimics the what some people find creepy and what other people find liberating right. about the anonymity of the digital media world right right yeah because you might like see the same jpeg like 20 times but you never really know who did that right you know same thing with memes it's like who made them sure. doesn't matter it's sure. a language everyone starts to understand right 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 it's or, really interesting odd and maybe a link to what the future is going to be like as far as like how digital information will probably take over our physical being in a way oh yeah no i mean you see that like in the way like people write for tv shows now yeah. like like it's just just so weird to like like have you um, been watching Maniac? Uh, I, I I started it. I really need to, like, I saw the first episode. Yeah. And it's actually amazing. Like, I love that kind of aesthetic, this kind of looking back in terms of technological yeah. aesthetic, but then kind of in the future dystopian, there's this... It's like, where the hell are we here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can't quite dial into anything. I kind of like it in almost the same level that I like... Um, 
like Tim Burton's original Batman movie. Yeah. You know, it's like you can't dial it in right. there either. Yeah. Um, and I like that. You can't, when you can't peg something down, then you start questioning everything. Mm-hmm. And then you, and then you can pay attention and free yourself up to paying attention to different, you know, things. Yeah. Um, and Burton's interesting because he does that a bunch, doesn't he? I like Edward Scissorhands was such sure, a sure. odd mixture of, the, the fantastical, the unreal, and then hyper-reality, like right. banal suburban reality. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or Cronenberg does some weird oh, stuff, yeah. too, you know. Um, like when did you watch, how old were you when you watched, like, Scanner, or any oh, of that stuff? Um, I don't know. I would, like, torrent it as a kid, you know, like, <laughs> AVI files, like, right. and they're, you know, 400 pixels wide. So yeah, it was, yeah. like, just watching really just compressed, bad, you know, video but maybe that's the best yeah entry level into yeah, that yeah stuff. yeah 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 you're not, <laughs> not a you're theater not scarred <laughs> you're just <laughs> slightly scarred it's, like if it's a tiny window on my screen or, i can i can kind of look away right exactly exactly no but it kind of reminds me of this like weird story um when i you know was first moved here i was working with all these ex-soviet dudes um you know that were um they were basically had just moved over here and the only jobs they could really get was like in construction. construction yeah. yeah. And, um, a lot of them were these like bodybuilder guys, right. Yeah. Um, who thought they were going to be the next like Arnold Schwarzenegger, but they were, you know, mid forties. And, um, and this one guy told me this crazy story because I was asking, it was like, what's the first time you kind of had this idea of like Western, you know, uh, culture and he's like I'll tell you so it was he was a t- in a in a tank unit and um, the first time he saw a western movie it was Rambo mm-hmm. and it was a copy of a copy of a copy that had been <laughs> smuggled in through like Germany yeah so it was like all dubbed in German by one voice and it was anyway so and but it still stuck with them like yeah. oh my god these like Americans are ripped, you know, uh, yeah, like, yeah. so we have to work out to like, <laughs> the cold Ameri- war through Rocky. Yeah, exactly. So, but Rainbow. I just love that idea of this kind of copy of a copy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then kind of reassembled and packaged back to, that's oh, like a perfect, uh, sort of descriptive, a tangential like thread to the like stuff that you're doing. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It, that, it's, it's weird how that story is kind of always stuck with me. Um, but yeah, somebody, yeah. Some of these colors are just so, um, interesting, but the, those, um, those shadows, those blue shadows really feel like digital nighttime. Like, you know, it's mm-hmm. such a specific kind of feeling to it. That's, I don't think you can describe in words. Well, for me, it's almost like, how do you push it further? Or like for for this one, it, I was like, okay, a lot of these have been kind of like nighttime or like constructed, um, you know, set, you know, things. It's like, can I create what my perception is of like daytime or like an interior like lit scene mm-hmm. um but then also talk still talk about those sets you know right like before this painting um it was mainly kind of like the dusk dawn thing um but 
the way that I realized is like with the shadows is like if you push them all the way, then they become almost more like holes or cuts into the floor um, or you can almost read them as that. Yeah. Um, so then there's that second level read where it's not even functioning as like um, as a way to describe space or a floor. It's more just like breaking that space too. Yeah. Um, and and so to me, I'm always kind of like even that tonal decision can really shift a painting in that direction. And I like that um, of like making very small decisions and like really changing the whole space through it. It's funny though, even in the daytime, what looks like it appears to be daytime imagery, Mm -hmm. it just feels like night because I feel like in, we only understand the world through the sun hitting objects, right? Like natural light hitting things. It's like, Oh, there's a car. There's a human. Yeah. Otherwise if it was pitch black. You wouldn't know what's what. Right. right? So anytime it's sort of artificial light on something, even if it's, kind of reality it still almost feels like nighttime in a way right you know? right right i got to do um the google tilt brush one. Oh, i don't know you know it's like a vr program that they've developed where you can paint it. oh yeah yeah okay all right yeah and yeah. uh there was like a daytime nighttime arena where yeah. it looks like it just feels like you're floating in the middle of the universe and you could paint in the sky wow it's pretty weird yeah and uh but disembodied even in, yeah it's just you're just throwing paint around in the sky right it's bizarre so the but even in the daytime it still feels like nighttime mm. which is weird mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. it's simulated right daytime. there's like that kind of like no matter how close they get they can't quite do it yeah um yeah and yeah because i mean there's no real voluminous light is not pro like they don't program light to be voluminous right. i think that's what our that could be what it is i don't know also it's like for me, it's like you could like buy a light pack that would like make it look <laughs> a little, you know, you know, uh, better. But I kind of like this kind of, you know, and I'm using like literally a older version, like the oldest yeah. version that I can get um, so that it kind of like pushes it back. And then also like trying not to make too many like polygons, you know, right. kind of like use the rules of of how they would in, you know, in the mid 2000s to create animated, you know, animations or whatever. I think there's a comfort in that because if it got too real, yeah. Kind of like when they were the story of the um robots that would started to communicate on their own to each other and they shut it down. I don't know the truth or the veracity, but I just heard about the story of like artificial intelligence. Like once it starts, it's like how you, you can't, know. you're not going to be able to contain it. And I yeah. think there's something about Minecraft of being looking like that. We're yeah. like, Oh, that's whereas when you see those video games or the virtual reality stuff, that's hyper real or trying to be hyper realistic. Right. It's scary. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's also, it's like, you know, um, you know, you can add vocabularies, but keeping the same architecture, I think is like, is like crucial, you know, because really it's a, like I have certain tasks that I've laid out for myself, you mm-hmm. know, it's like, you know, you're going to create an image. You're going to talk about specific things like memory and, you know, and the, those type of things. Um, but, um, you know, it has to kind of like, I have to make it easy cause it, it can like, it can snowball too, too yeah. far, you know? Right. 
where you feel like almost like you're confused by the all yeah, that stuff. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. There's too many moving parts. Yeah. Um, and that can be like, you know, good in some ways because then you'll like make a weird painting, but then it's like failures in others, uh, other ways. Or, you know, I, I feel like I make like three good paintings and then like I make a failure, you know, because I've like moved too close to something yeah, or like too far away from something. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's like reevaluate that painting. Like what did I do differently about this painting and now how can I use it the way that I really want to use it's it? how we learn, right? Yeah. yeah like yeah. when you're a kid, you get that hand closer and closer to the flame. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah oh, exactly. I can kind of feel it yeah, here. And yeah, at a certain yeah. point you're like, ah, so, and then you're like, okay, that's yeah. where I stop. Yeah. Yeah. But you have to fit, like you, you have to you make have the mistake to know. to know how far to go. Right. right? Exactly. So yeah. why don't, um, can you talk a little bit about, I pulled up the wrong thing, the uh, show that's up now and, right. you know, so it just opened so right, people can just, go see this now. Right. Um, so for me, like, um, uh, this show is kind of still exploring the domestic interior, uh, space and, um, I really kind of thought about it as like one room or one world, uh, like all the with different vantage points. Uh, and then with the figurative paintings, I kind of thought about them as like paintings that could exist in some of these spaces. Yeah. So, um, and I like that kind of like obfuscation in between looking at a painting that could be a descriptor for the space versus like a painting that could be a painting in this space right you know yeah um and then so like with the uh grid that kind of then also you know talks about like a space as a digital space as well Mm -hmm. you know it becomes like kind of synthesized the most bare bones way of like talking about digital space. Right. These are plotted out. Right. And it's on a grid. Yeah. Yeah. On a, yeah, literally. So, um, so to me, that's kind of like the, the basis for that. And then the exploration becomes adding, you know, or talking about painting in the painting or talking about, you know, figures and space, um, you know, but then, juxtaposed with you know more contemporary ideas um like you'll see these kind of like very you know traditional figurative poses then juxtaposed with a uh yeah there you go uh with a like a house in the background and like the house is from like beavis and butthead like a screenshot <laughs> you know like yeah, yeah. so it's like this kind of you know and and no one really it doesn't matter if like people know that um but that's it's kind of like you can read it one way and you can read it another way yeah you know yeah. um with the same painting um there's also uh like um a water element to it too so i was really thinking about like how do you describe water mm-hmm. in the in this kind of like very solid chunky world? Um, and so like for me, I started looking at like how you know in um, lo-fi 
um, renders how did they describe water. And it's really just the basic alpha channel, you know, on top of another alpha channel. And they just add an animation. Reflection. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And then that's it, you know. So, uh, So to me, it's like kind of taking that idea and extrapolating it out into the world well titling bathers doesn't hurt either right 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 yeah yeah (laughs) just just sell it you know really let people know you know what's funny is a total i think i'm imagining coincidence of the space too is these i was thinking of it when i was looking at these images of that column right the columns that Mm -hmm. are in the space at the whole gallery (laughs) are so much a part of like some of that aesthetic vaporwave and stuff like that like statues and things like that i mean is that that's obviously not purposeful but right it works yeah yeah no (laughs) it's not purposeful and actually it's so it's kind of weird because in this space it's kind of this white cube space so you don't really necessarily that's not the first thing that you're drawn to but because with the grid it starts to you start to see those things you start to kind of pick up on these um on these other facets of it um yeah which i'm really kind of like that's exciting too to kind of reevaluate the space and 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 reevaluate like kind of the gallery um, yeah well you're walking off to the bowery which is like this crazy yeah street yeah and then you go into this world this you know? kind of like placid you know existence yeah. you know then you go back out right <laughs> right exactly you know um yeah. it's, it's like that shock of whenever i took off the vr glasses after i was done with it and i was like wait what the hell yeah, like yeah. it takes you a second to recalibrate yep 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 yeah exactly that right. might be when you're alive as a human being in between those two <laughs> moments yeah, yeah. you're like what yeah. the hell going yeah on? it's it's the same as when you're like really invested in something on your phone and then you look up and then you're like standing on a subway platform and you're like about a foot away yeah. from like maybe falling in right. <laughs> you know you're it's like, like oh i'm tangibly i'm completely different right in a completely yeah. different space when you wake up from that dream that's so vivid yeah and you wake up and there's that that five seconds of like hazy wait is this the real part right yeah or it's like the yeah exactly that kind of like narrative that you've constructed in your head it's like yeah what's is that real or is this real? So, yeah. So that kind of <laughs> that's kind of how I I see the show in some ways. Um, yeah, and then and then of course with the sculpture as well, it kind of then gets back to um, how does you know the images and these kind of digital things play in a physical physicality? Too. Yeah. And then it talks to modernism. Sure. Kind yeah, of, sculpture yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. Um, yeah. And a lot of like all, all these figures for the most part are basically reconstructions of sketches of, you know, different um, modernist paintings, yeah. basically. Yeah. Um, Three months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's hard to imagine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a big accomplishment. Uh, <laughs> thanks. It was. It was definitely, but you know, that's the thing. It, it, it kind of reminds me. I I took this course at RISD that was it was a drawing marathon course, mm-hmm. and um, it, you know, you, you basically drew for like twelve hours straight, like for six weeks or something like that. And yeah. by the end of it, because you're like literally 
you know, looking at something and then training your mind to flatten it out and redraw and draw mm-hmm. it on a surface, on a 2D surface. By the end of it, you're walking around and seeing everything in that train. Right, you, know, yeah. you have no perception of depth. Yeah. No. And so, and this is kind of like the first time where I'd gotten back to that point in a weird way yeah. because you're like there, you're existing solely in this space for so long. Yeah. You know, and a lot of it was like color matching, like, oh, and then so now every time I look around, I'm like constantly really evaluating color in, yeah. a, in a very specific way. It's um, like, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's like training. Yeah. Like yeah, physical yeah. training. Yeah. You did a painting jam for three months. Yeah, 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 <laughs> exactly. No, and it's, and, and I'm going to be kind of sad to let that go that like, you know, living in this go because it does go yeah. until you do it if, until you really like you know, go, go, go again, you know? Yeah. Um, um, but you know, I think that that's, there's kind of comfort and exhaustion all in the same thing, you know, there is, yeah, it's, there's a familiarity. It's like, Oh, I'm going to be in this. And like, I know I'm going to be doing this and I'm doing that, you know, but you know, at at a certain time you can't, keep doing that right yeah. when you come out of it it's nice too when you're like yeah. okay i can i can get sick now yes or get a yes, cold yes exactly <laughs> it usually always happens at the end of one of those marathon right. things you're like, oh, okay yeah. your body's like just shuts down yep. for a little yep yep yeah i'm just waiting for that to- <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah no but it's 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 great you know i think um also one thing too is once you have everything out of your studio you can then you have that physical and mental space to to really think again the reset button Mm -hmm. yeah it's it's super i'm super excited i'm just going to be sketching now for a a while just to kind of like evaluate what i did and and i won't paint for a little bit so yeah feels good to recharge Yeah. yeah well why don't you tell people the details of where they can see your work this okay. show obviously yeah. at the whole so uh, yeah at the whole gallery in the bowery uh, until november 11th mm-hmm. um material memory is the name of the show um and it's uh 10 pieces and one sculpture mm-hmm. um yeah and you're you do social media yeah uh you can find me at j chaplin um on instagram nice yeah cool well it was great talking to you. Well, thank you so much. Congrats for on the show. Yeah, yeah, of course. Thank and, you. And um, everyone go check it out. But yeah, it was nice meeting you. It's great Thanks. meeting you. Take care. Sound and Vision is recorded, edited, and produced by myself, Brian Alfred. The new intro and outro music, the music you're hearing right now, is from Jacob Tutu. It's off of his new record, Dashed Marked Crossed, and you can check it out on his Bandcamp page, jacob2-2.bandcamp.com. Please take three minutes and rate and review the podcast on iTunes. It really helps. I'll also be doing live animation visuals for Logan Takahashi at Elsewhere on November 3rd as he's opening up for the electronic music legends The Orb. Come check it out. Thank you all for listening and supporting Sound and Vision. 